Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAers. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions, uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about our HA, diving into how HA works, and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at. Whether you have HA or you've got a few recovery periods, we have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join and the link is in the show notes for you okay on with the show hey and welcome to the hypothalamic amenorrhea podcast an adulting advice podcast production i'm danny sheriff and this is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly this podcast aims to educate inform and keep you motivated on your period and ha recovery track let's dive in And guys, please remember that I am not a doctor and nothing on this show should be taken as medical advice. Always seek the advice of your physician. I know a question on your mind is, how long will recovery take me? And I know that because I get that question a lot. And it's tough because the timeline can be really unknown. And look, I can't give you a magic answer that's 100% accurate. But what I can do is ask you a whole lot of questions to understand things like what your lifestyle is, where your mindset's at, what have you already tried, what are you willing to try and not willing to try, and a lot more questions like that to determine a general range that you could expect. So I created a quiz to help get that answer to you because I was asking these types of questions to girls all the time. So I thought I'd make a quiz. 
and it's called how long might it take to get my period back (laughs) the quiz so once you go through it and you answer the questions it will give you not just a time range but a quick description of how you might be feeling to help you connect with that answer and see and make sure yes like this fits this feels good for me and don't worry these ranges don't have to be set in stone at all the goal is to allow you to look at the range that came based on your answers and decide you know do I want to do this or do I want to speed this up so once you get your range you'll also get a few emails from me that week with some important tips that are specific to you to help you work through some of the roadblocks that could be slowing you down and in turn speed up your recovery time frame so take the quiz now just head to quiz.thasociety.com or find the link in the show notes and let's do this that's quiz.thasociety.com about something else entirely i wish we were just talking about f1 or something like that what's wrong with talking about this it's more pressure to talk about this why there's pressure well, let's test the audio, shall Are you we? recording? Yeah, I'm going to test. Okay. Now, say something so I can test where you are. And are you comfortable? Would you like to move some things? At work. Yes, I would like to move this around. I'll probably be sitting about here, and I'll be talking <laughs> in about this tone and volume as well. Is it okay if I use my hands? Might I use my hands? <laughs> You are the only one that's ever shown up with a notebook, which I appreciate the preparation. <laughs> All right. Diving in. Now we're good. Are you recording now? I'm recording now. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm here with my husband, Jake. It's been like pulling teeth to get him to come on the show and chat with all of your thousands of ladies that listen (laughs) it's been really hard to get him to do this i've had to prepare questions he's needed time to sort it out he's been the most diva guest that i've had on the show (laughs) that's mean isn't it welcome thank you (laughs) would you tell um my listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do and stuff Hello, Danielle, my wife, and other ladies. My name is Jake Davis. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, I'm Jake. I'm 34. I'm a database administrator at SurveyMonkey. And I like F1. (laughs) beautiful and i'm your husband you're a natural fit for the show perfect i'm not nervous at all (laughs) no before the show jake brought us up some tea as well which is very sweet so he's also a very good husband father to our doge father to unborn child in belly zara and y'all can't see this right now but he's even wearing an ha society t-shirt that he got made from us um for valentine's day (laughs) So I made it for you, but I did make myself a t-shirt. Yes. yes. <laughs> so he's an all-around great guy. And decided um, to show up today. And he decided to show up. So we're recording this episode because I've actually had a bunch of requests. People really want 
some insight into how, I don't know, to get their own partner involved or just some, another perspective on what it's like for the, the partner, husband, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever in during recovery, because it's a really hard time for us as the person trying to get our period back. Jake, like imagine everyone listening is exactly like me. We're all totally Mm -hmm. manic. We're Mm -hmm. super anxious about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the vast majority of the listeners actually do have partners surprisingly, but there are some that don't, but that will in the future. Um, So I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions about, I guess like our experience together and hopefully people can get some helpful advice and tips and insight from that. I will do my best. Thank you. Okay. Will you tell people how we met? I feel like it's a really good little introduction. Sure. It was 1994 on the the Eiffel Tower and, oh. (laughs) I was born in 1992. I know, just kidding. Um, it did start in, were you in Ireland or Scotland? Are you going to go that far back? Yeah. Yeah, Scotland. Okay. Um, so in Scotland, a few years before we met, uh, Danny stayed with one of my friends, Christy, in a hostel, and they became Facebook friends. And then a few years after that, Danny wanted to visit America, and so she hit up my friend Christy to come stay with her. So... I got a message from Christy. She was like, hey, my friend from Australia is coming. And she got all the group of our friends in California together um, to come out for dinner. So I scoped out Danny on Facebook before the dinner. I was like, yep, she's hot. Uh, Definitely going to dinner. And then we met at Firestone in San Luis Obispo, California. Mm -hmm. And we hit it off pretty well. And then she took a trip to... We hung out the first week that she was there. Then she went to New York for the second week. We did kiss that week. We did... The Halloween party. Oh, that was that, that week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just so just so you know. I totally came on to him. I was getting vibes. There were good vibes. And she went to New York for her second week. And we Skyped every night. And then when she was heading back to Australia... She had a layover in L.A., so I drove down to L.A. um, to see her at the airport, and airport security, I didn't know how it worked, because I'd never been on a plane before. I assumed she would (laughs) be, during a layover, I assumed she would be accessible to the public, and she was not. So when I messaged her, like, hey, where are you at? (laughs) Um, She somehow used her Australian accent wonderability to um, leave the security checkpoint area at LAX to come hug me and kiss me um, for like 15 minutes. And then she was let back in through security without like checking. It's not a good... That shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have happened. (laughs) I'm very grateful that it did, but um, definitely did not expect that to happen at LAX. But I feel like an Australian girl in America just gets these... It's a really, it's a really weird thing that happened. Just like, it just should, I'm sure it's against all protocol. I didn't technically have a boarding pass that would allow me through the gates at LAX because it's, it's New York to Sydney. Mm-hmm. There's no like leave and come back. So they were just in a really good mood that yeah. day. <laughs> yep. I would love to get their story. <laughs> 
Yeah, okay. So, so that's how we met. That's um, how we met and hit it off. And then I flew my 15 hours home, spent 15 hours thinking about, oh shit, I got to break up with my boyfriend back home as soon as he picks me up from the airport, which is pretty much exactly what happened. Um, and then we just started doing the long distance relationship and, and then really quick, like it, it took a long time. I think we were almost a year, not quite, um, from like meeting till me moving to America. You, yes, you moved, uh, like one week short of a year. You were able to move here on your yeah. green card. So then we actually met on the 6th of October and we got married on the 6th of October the following year. So exactly a year I had moved here on the 30th of September. Mm-hmm. So it was all very timely. And one very special, special skill about Jake is his paperwork abilities. Would you say they're just paperwork abilities? Con- oh. Attention to detail and paperwork. Like, I don't know how many of you guys... There's a pretty few people listening that will have done some kind of immigration process. The U.S. doesn't like to make it easy at all. And Jake did, like, the research and the reading, and he just got it all right the first time. And usually people get setbacks and requests for more information and further interviews and just mistakes, and they have to redo forms. We just, like, got it done. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it was really, really impressive results. It was. Mm-hmm. Saved a lot of money not getting a lawyer and stuff. Too. Saved a lot of money. I really like to brag about that, and I kind of think he should start, like, a side hustle of some kind where he just, like, does paperwork for people Mm -hmm. uh, for like low risk people you know i yeah i think i would enjoy that and i just don't want to be in like immigration only like i feel like i could do other paperwork as well you know (laughs) like why stop there jake's jake's paperwork services if you're not getting your paperwork done by jake's paperwork services you're not getting your paperwork done (laughs) yes okay i love it so 6th of september one year later no, 30th of September, one year later, we get to live together. And we probably had, in our long-distance relationship, we probably had some moments where you got a, a taste of how I was living my life, mm-hmm. diet and exercise-wise. Mm-hmm. And then when we, when I moved to America and moved in with you and your grandma, um, you got, like, a really big taste. So do you remember much about that? Like anything to share of your experiences of me? So I didn't understand what you, I didn't understand working out because I didn't work out and I didn't understand, um, calories and food and how to put together a meal and, and what all of that meant. Um, so I truly had no idea what your struggle was about. You would just tell me that you were like hungry, but you can't eat because you're tracking and. You know, I have no idea how many calories are in anything. So I'm just like, you know, what, just, you know, just have some fries, have a burger. Like I had no idea. Um, and so, yeah, you were, you would have bad days across the pond and I would try my best doing what I can over Facebook messenger to like cheer you up. Um, you were working out, you would, you would work at your cafe until like three or something and then like Skype me for a little bit and then you would drive a long way to go and work out for like three hours at Odd Socks, the gym. And you did that all the time and it's like a very taxing daily schedule. Very taxing daily schedule, yes. Um, I think I didn't see how much it was because I wasn't like physically there. But um, 
Like, looking back, it seems like it was probably way more intense than I have realized. But, um, yeah, so I just, you were this healthy person, or trying to be healthy and um, competing as well. And um, so, yeah, you would have bad days where you felt like you weren't a good weightlifter. You'd have bad days with food. Um, I think early on in the relationship, you know, like when it's super honeymoon phase, it was kind of like easier to pull you out of things a bit. Um, or at least you would let me feel that way over Facebook, but there wasn't really much I could do besides like just mindlessly say like, Oh, you like, keep going. You know, it's okay. It's good. Cause I really didn't know what the, what the struggles were actually yeah. like. And at that time I know as well, what I wanted and needed from you was support in what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. So you were, you know, just cheering me on and I would yeah. have bad days, but it was like, it was just like I had, was committing to this hard thing and you were going to be there for me to keep me moving along. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you were like kind of trying to help me keep dieting and keep exercising, which most people are going to be able to relate, yeah. relate to. And I just think you were very intense about it. That's kind of the yeah. the overall like feel of eating and working out for you was mm-hmm. just it was very intense it was very serious you took it very seriously and you had high expectations you were hard on yourself so I think it was all um you know like it was your passion and this is what you had to do for your passion and so you just took it to the next level though to try and be elite thanks yeah <laughs> I don't know why I said thanks yeah I was like oh, <laughs> okay so I, I I feel like you went over basically what was hard. No, let's let's change this now. Living together. That and that was everything that was hard about it at the time. Would mm-hmm. you say about like while I was in the dieting and the exercise was not understanding it. Um, Th- that was while you were away, yeah. and then when we lived together um, with Grandma, um, basically I got to see. I got more of it. Yes, like you were saying, where. Like, eating out was a huge problem, and, like, going to friends' houses was a huge problem because of the food situation, and so you would sometimes try and bring your food. Um, I still didn't understand, like, you know, if you order a side of veggies from a restaurant, I would never do that, but it's like, that's health, right? But you were like, no, they could cook it in a whole lot of oil, Mm -hmm. and it's like, you don't know that. You can't track that. Um, So it was just like that level of extreme tracking where, you know, if you didn't cook it yourself, you weren't going to eat it. Um, so, so all of that was hard and, um, we had a bad time with friends sometimes, um, because we, we did try to go out like out in Morro Bay, um, and there was nothing on the menu for you and you just lost it and you left and you were out on the street and I went out after you and, um, you were just really upset because you were hungry. Mm -hmm. And I think from that time, that was early on, I learned, all right, we need to bring our own food. Mm. I was like, we need to get like a nice chest, keep it in the car (laughs) with like safe (laughs) snacks and veggies and meat or something like that. Um, And my friend David came down after as well. And he was just like, he understood. And he was like, you know, yeah, sounds like you should um, 
you know, be more prepared next time and oh stuff. Like, he, how, like, why did he understand? Why wasn't he just like, he's your a girlfriend is psycho. I know. He was just, he's a good guy. <laughs> he, he, You're all just good guys. He's a good guy. Yeah. I mean, like, like, you know, I would be the same for him towards Callie, you mm-hmm. know, like that's your, your best friend's, you know, girlfriend or wife. So it's just like, mm. of course it's not a psycho. It's like people, and, and. It's sad that you go there too, like because the movies do that a lot, right? Where it's just like, yeah, she's somebody crazy. has, you know. But it's like it's obviously that like there there's something that needs to be helped there. Um, it's 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 not really healthy to 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 mm-hmm. to to be in that position where you break down at a restaurant, um, but you can be more prepared. There are different things you can do. Um, you were trying to go there for me because it was with my friends and you were moving, living somewhere new. So all that was hard on you. And I just truthfully didn't understand as well um, about anything. And that all changed later and stuff like that, which makes it easier. So I think if the partner has an idea of, you know, uh, of what you're going through, trying to eat certain things, you know, then then probably wouldn't have been in as many bad situations as we were with me. Trying right. to like take us to play like on road trips. I'm like, let's just get McDonald's because that's what I do. And you're like, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it, yeah, it's hard. And a lot of people will know that story for themselves too. For sure. Yeah, there's been a lot of people stressed out by social situations and going mm-hmm. out because it's a classic one. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. it's definitely a classic one. I'm sure everybody has that as well. And you are no different. And I think, you know, it, some, sometimes it was better being more prepared with snacks and stuff like that. But as you'll find out, it's just like, you need to eat more anyway. And so we'll get to that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, so we're getting there now. So at some point, right, I had had an uh, OBGYN appointment in San Luis Obispo. And I told the OBGYN standard checkup i don't have a period and he was like oh well you know that something that we care about we want you to get a period he didn't really explain to me why and he just um prescribed me something called a progesterone challenge a lot of the girls listening will know what the progesterone challenge is it's a like nine day pill of progesterone that it takes to try and induce a bleed and different doctors have different reasons for giving it some of it it's actually just meant to be a test to see if you have a uterine lining building up, if there's anything to even shed, or if you don't. And then some will sort of uh, incorrectly say this could help you just like kickstart it and it'll be back on track, which isn't really true. I didn't want to take that pill. I remember feeling, you know, judgments around taking medications, taking hormonal medication. I can do this, I can fix this. So that was the beginning of when I um, discovered it. I remember that day I went there. Then I went to Scout, sat at my computer and started researching it. Um, And it was a slow process for me because um, I at first was kind of in denial. Like I, I didn't fully understand what was going on. It took me a few days probably to discover that it had a name, hypothalamic amenorrhea, that it was happening to me for... I always knew it was happening to me because I was working out and dieting a lot. I didn't realize it was a pretty serious thing to not have. Um, And 
eventually I was coming to terms with this idea of like you should probably stop exercising as much and you should gain weight and I actually think I didn't get to that point really until we moved to Texas okay because I don't know if you remember but when we first moved here I was tracking pretty diligently for Mm -hmm. about two months so it was a really long process for me from finding out there's something wrong to finding out what was wrong to Mm -hmm. finding out how to fix it and by the time we moved here I was at one of my smallest body weights and was tracking really diligently and I think it there were good things and there were bad things I was really proud of it I was happy with the results that I had and I was miserable I was crying a lot things like that is what I remember do you remember anything about early days of me realizing this was a thing and battling with trying to uh, take the steps I needed to take um I, yeah, it took me a while to really understand that this was a bigger deal than it was, I think. Um, in the beginning, I think in the very, very beginning, I was like, all right, you know, do what you need to do to get your period back. <laughs> I just didn't understand. That's like pretty much your main way of being. Sure. Just do what you got to do to do the thing you want to do. Yeah. And I remember you tried other things as well. Like, you know, I didn't know how they would help, but like. You went to the chiropractor, and I remember the chiropractor was really excited to have, you know, someone with HA because he wanted to see if he could get your period back because of the parts of oh, yeah. the spines and that he that connect to reproductive stuff. I don't remember all the details. Yeah, insert technical explanation. Um, and I don't remember, maybe early on, you all, around that time, you would have had, like, different things that you were trying. Um, you that might was have the had time some... where I was trying everything but weight gain and reducing mm-hmm. exercise, yeah. And you might have had, like, some signs of a, of a period. So I had had one period happen about six weeks after that chiropractic appointment. Mm-hmm. It might have even been, like, three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. And I had, um, I had gotten a spontaneous period. Yeah. And I was like, the chiropractic worked. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then it never came back for it didn't after that. Yeah. Because actually the chiropractic didn't do shit. And it was a coincidence. Yeah. And what actually happened, and this might also just help explain why we're living with his grandma at the time, which we just like didn't explain. It just explain sounded that. like I moved to America to live with his guy and his grandma. <laughs> okay. I know I didn't have to. But um, when you first... When you immigrate to the U.S., you're not really allowed to just start working in the way that we did it. So I had to, up, like, wait to get a social security number, which takes, like, five months. It took four months. Five months. I had this awesome, amazing five months off. <laughs> totally guilt-free because you're just – you're not allowed to work. You're like, okay. Um, and in the end, I think what it was was an incredible amount of free time. Yes, I was training. Yes, I was tracking. But I wasn't working. And so I was getting a lot more rest. So I had a period right? Um, during that time. And that makes a lot of sense now in hindsight. Yes. I think that you did. I remember now that you pieced that together. Mm-hmm. And I uh, ended my lease with my apartment in San Luis to move in with my grandma so you could move in with That's us. right. Because... because uh, <laughs> if you're going to explain why... Sorry, I just didn't grandma. even explain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was, he had his own apartment and everything, but 
because I wasn't going to be able to work. And I'm a super anxious person about money. Um, there was an opportunity to just like move in with his grandma and she needed people, people around, around too. So it was like a win-win for everyone. So that's just what we did so that we didn't um, have to like starve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you like some one-on-one support to get your cycle back? Or how about to get it back and then actually get pregnant? Or not even all that, but to simply get back your actual life and be able to leave this whole, where's my cycle nonsense behind you? I certainly have felt that way. So I know exactly what that's like. And that's why you can work with either me, Danny, or Ashley, my amazing co-coach, one-on-one. We help women keep sight of what's most important in recovery, set tactical, tangible goals, and create game plans to help them get their cycles on track. And we would love to do that with you. So when you sign up with us, we'll go over your history together, your biggest obstacles and your goals, and we'll start making a plan to reach them. Then, depending on your preference, you'll meet with us either weekly or bi-weekly to go over the week that was and plan again for the week ahead. So you always know what your next steps are and you always have the validation of a coach who doesn't just understand but has actually been through this as well and we've walked before you. Ashley and I have helped so many women get their cycles back, get pregnant and get back to life and we would love to help you get there too. And fun fact, all of our clients get access to the HA Society included in their coaching fee. So if you want to read more about Um, other women's experiences, women that have worked with us and book a free 15 minute consult with me to see if we're a good fit, head to thehasociety.com forward slash coaching. That's thehasociety.com forward slash coaching. So yeah, and then now you're realizing that you need to eat more. Um, that was very scary for you Mm -hmm. and you would be excited about it sometimes because you're like, oh, like I should be able to eat this and I can. And then after the meal, you would feel shame or something. Like if you, I feel like if Mm -hmm. you felt full or a certain amount of full, you would, you have shame and, and feel like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that. And then you're like hard on yourself and, um. I think that you have done that, you did that a lot early on, mm-hmm. and being honest, you, you still do that even to this day mm-hmm. sometimes. It's, yeah. It's much, much less. I, I t- we, we have a thing where I tell Jake, I'll be like, can I tell you something? <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be like, yeah. And let's just say, what do I say? Like, I feel like I ate too much, or I feel bad about this thing that I ate. And I just tell him. Well, now you just say, can I tell you what I ate today? Yeah. <laughs> now I just say, yes, yeah. so we'll be sitting on the couch or something, and I'll be having feelings about how much I ate, and I'll ask you mm-hmm. if I can just tell you what I ate today mm-hmm. to just, like, recap it and, I guess, get your feedback. Yeah, I think it just feels nice to tell somebody, and, and I, I'm always just like, it sounds normal and fine to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're really, it's not like you're like, I had four Big Macs today. You know, so um, 
so you, you, you do that and I am fine with um, like hearing what you ate. I think that makes you feel better. Um, but the thing I try to stop you from doing is when um, you're asking me if you want to get dessert and then you're trying to justify why it's okay for you to have dessert mm-hmm. because she'll be like, oh, I, I can have dessert because, you know, I actually really didn't get a lunch. I only had this salad and chicken or something like that where she's trying to do this thing that she's trying to justify to me probably more to herself why it's okay to have dessert and I'm like don't do that like you don't have to justify it you can just have dessert like Mm. that's the one that I don't like that you do that'll call you out on yeah and that's important that you that's why I like having you on the show today because you know you gotta do that yeah for for your person yep. sometimes. And and I remember, I think there was like a number. You had like 2,500 calories or something like that mm-hmm. that you needed to hit. Um, and so, like, that that's a lot of food. That's just a lot of food. That's the number. Um, did you get that from, where did you get 2,500 calories from? <laughs> oh, listeners are cracking up listening oh. to this. <laughs> just because it's like. We all, everyone knows where the number comes from. Research. Oh, okay. Uh, it, that's the number in the space where everyone's, okay. everyone's trying to hit 2,500 calories. I'm trying to hit it, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, yeah. So it, it comes from plenty of research okay. that that suggests that that's the number where the average woman re- regains a missing cycle. Awesome. So when you're not eating fast food, when you're eating mostly like cooked meals... You know, like mo- most of the time, good choices. That's hard to hit. That's really hard to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, when you need to eat that much food, but if you're... If and you're, when you weren't eating anywhere near that before. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. It's very scary. Totally understandable. Um, but it's just like, you know, that that's a lot of food. So if you're doing a lot of cooking from home, like chances are you're probably struggling to hit that number like because that's that that's three you can have three big meals for 2500 calories easily so that's the point yeah yeah so um i was gonna like mention this later but it's like what i remember doing sometimes is you would feel guilty about what you're eating and tell me about it and then i would tell you to track it and actually put it in my fitness pal and and every time I th- I think it only happened a few times, but every time, you were nowhere near twenty five hundred calories. Like you were mm-hmm. freaking out about how much you ate, and I'm like, don't come at me if you ain't gonna track it and show me that you're actually like over twenty five hundred calories. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was talking about that with someone recently. Like, it's a big, it's a really common thing for us to just feel like we're eating so much, mm-hmm. and I have a lot of girls. Um, message me or in the society or something like that come and say like i'm i'm just eating so much i'm definitely eating like three thousand calories blah 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 and you know although a lot of us have a really good idea of what what calories do look like um a lot of us are not tracking because it's not helpful for a lot of girls yep and and we're talking as though we know as a fact how much we've eaten. Right. So yeah, it's like, well, you don't have the evidence. So you cannot talk that you have objectively, definitely 
without a doubt eaten that much food because mm-hmm. you have no evidence. We're all just kind of basing it off feel. And some of us are doing a bit of math in our head. Sure. Um, but at, at the end of the day, yeah. And, I, and I'm not saying that you should track every day. I, I think that that's not necessary during this time. But I feel like track, you know, once a week or once every two weeks, like something that gives you a ballpark of where you're at to really know that you're hitting your 2,500 because I bet that you're not. And I bet that you're um, definitely overestimating. Yeah. <sighs> Love it. And that we kind of already started talking about those things, but what else, if anything else, do you think helped or that you would have done differently or wish mm-hmm. you'd known beforehand when we went into this together? Yep. Um, I think uh, I wish that I was like more cute with you and told you that you were beautiful and that I was proud of what you were doing more. Um, I think that a lot of my support was more reactionary and I wish that I was more proactive mm. with just like giving you words of affirmation and stuff like that. I think that that would really help, especially when you're eating more. Obviously you're like, I'm, you know, probably not feeling attractive because you have to eat more and stuff like that. So me being more proactive about it would have been better. Um, there are, kind of what we've already been saying there's there's a lot of the same talks that you have week after week mm-hmm. um especially in the beginning it's just it's just about i feel like i'm eating too much and i'm going to gain this weight and um we always like you you would i would hear you cry maybe or i could just tell that you were really sad or something and we would have the conversation around food and it it always ended good. I remember you always were like, thanks for talking to me and like feeling better. And um, we would eventually get there. But it, it is the same conversation that you just have to have. Do you think a lot of people's partners could struggle with that? Probably. Or... I think like, um, like I definitely had thoughts while we were talking. You're I'm like, like I'm like, we, we went over this, like, <laughs> you know, but, but. <laughs> but it's it's very fair because when I have an anxiety issue or something that I talk to you about multiple, I'm sure you're just like, yeah, we've all Bro. got some shit that like comes up over and over again, no matter how many times totally. we totally. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like me saying that to you. It's like, you can say that to me about things that I come at yeah. you with and you're just like, bro, come on. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, this was what I was going to say, like actually track your food as well. Um, if you're really feeling guilty around how much you ate and I wish I would say things like, I'm glad to see you eating enough or I'm glad to see you eating. Like I never did that, but just looking back now, like maybe that would have helped if I'm like actually praising you for the thing that you're doing. So that's interesting. And do you want to hear a counter to that and why it's probably good that you didn't? Okay, please. And that might really work for some people. And I think it's important that people like sit with their partner and say like, Yes, that works for me. Or your partner could try things and then you need to tell them like that did not work. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people, if they get praise like, oh, you're looking really good now. Or, you know, I'm proud of like, well, like that's a good amount of food you have on your plate. That kind of thing can be really triggering for some girls because it's a, it's like, it, it feels like confirmation of the fear. 
Got like, it. Oh my God, sure. I am eating so much. Oh my God, he thinks, he said I look good. That means I have gained weight and it's noticeable. Okay. And even though it comes from this like positive place and we all know objectively that this is a nice thing to do and it's good news, especially those with just disordered eating or eating disorders, it's it can be super triggering. So people sure. just need to know um, what it is. And I think that, you know, I don't know if you have this on your list or anything, but when you would comment on or anyone would comment on the food on my plate, no matter what it was, or even just look at it, it would be really triggering for me. You you are absolutely right. I I would say something positive about the dessert that you were getting mm-hmm. and it would trigger you and you would have yeah. a fallout. You'd be like, oh, you're having strawberries on too, on top of it too. Yeah. And I'd be like, <gasps> yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You're right. I'm not trying. So I gave that. Uh, it would like, work I'm, for some people. Sure. I'm not an expert spouse in all situations. <laughs> um, this was just hindsight. In my, in my eyes, it was like, oh, if I was like more positive about these things, it would maybe avoid fallouts because it would like, stop you before you get to the point of, of breaking down. But, um, I can definitely, you are definitely right. I remember making a happy comment about your strawberries. Like I was, I was genuinely excited. <laughs> oh, you got the strawberries. Like, and, and it would just spiral you and then you wouldn't eat it. You'd be like, nope. And then you just wouldn't eat it. Maybe you would dump it in the trash. Like you were just like, or pissed. you're just pissed and just like, <laughs> I'm not having it. And then you would say, I, yeah, um, because you said something about my food. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, but it's really like, it doesn't even feel that long ago. And, no, I, I... And those things are still actually a problem for me. They can still be a problem for you, yes. Um, but so much has improved and you are, I feel much better around it all as we've gone through this. Like it, it takes a long time. And you'll do things still now where like if we're because we don't have dessert every night anymore just when we feel like it or if dinner wasn't that big Mm -hmm. and um i might ask you like are you gonna have dessert and if you say no and then i like don't respond and you're like are you gonna have dessert i'm like no it's okay you're like are you only saying no because i'm not having dessert (laughs) and you just question me but then you know you just it's that's actually helpful because it calls you out on, you know, why you might be doing that. And sometimes I genuinely am like, yeah, I really don't need it. Right. And then other times I'll be like, yeah, that's why I said no. Yeah. And they'd be like, please have dessert. <laughs> yep. Sometimes I've forced myself to have dessert just so you could have dessert <laughs> if you felt like it. Aww. But it's not like, it's not, I'm not having dessert because I don't want to eat too much. It's just, I'm genuinely full. Or yeah. Like no, I, you have a, Jake has a very like, good relationship with food that I've always found really interesting that he'll just like not eat things if he's not hungry or well dude he I mean he's also a psychopath because we'll go to the ice creamery and he'll get like if he could just get a sample size he would Mm -hmm. I don't like sweets like I'm not big on sweets so I just and too much like I too much ice cream (laughs) in the smalls like the smalls are too much (laughs) Do you have a baby? Do you have a baby cup? You'll get like I'll get like a double scoop monstrosity, and you'll get this 
like a little cup yeah. with a single spoon. Like a I use the, scoop. Can I use the sample spoon to like get it <laughs> to fit it in the cup? Um, yeah. Endless. So that was like, that's, um, I think that's really helpful for people as well. Little side tip is like, if it's something you can do, we don't want you to like change your life and your habits necessarily for us. But, you know, in the very beginning, it can be helpful if we need to eat more, if you eat with us. Mm -hmm. I think so. And we, yeah, make food and split it in two. And so then you're like making sure that you make enough and hey, I'm getting exactly the same amount as you. So it's like, Mm -hmm. don't, don't, you can't get triggered off that. Like we're having the exact same and, Mm -hmm. and I'm in it with you. Yeah. We, which we just naturally did that a lot. I mean, that's like how people probably mostly cook, right? Is just split it in two, but maybe some, some partners like like, story with like, well, my, you know, he's so much bigger than me Yeah, or something like that. Um, but yeah. Splitting it directly in half is probably a really good method. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Anything else? Nope. Okay. <laughs> and since, I guess this is kind of like fast forwarding, but it, it was kind of like a, it's a slow journey. And then you sort of like look back and you're like, oh, look how far I've come. Um, and I think I've come very far. Yeah. And a lot of things are just really good now. What are some of those things for you? Well, the best one is Zara Jacobs' daughter, Davis Sheriff. (laughs) No. I am observing the Icelandic tradition of naming my baby Jacobs' daughter (laughs) as the middle name. We are not at all Icelandic. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, So, yes, I mean... I feel all your work ultimately led to us having Zara. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's the best one. Um, Second best is probably having chips at Mexican restaurants. Yes. You used to not have chips. I I would, and I would ask if we could please not have the chips on the table. Like, cause, cause if they're there, it's really hard. (laughs) That's that's actually the hardest part about this whole journey was probably not having the chips at the Mexican restaurants. Like, what do I do? (laughs) Um, so yeah, I mean like life and social events and date nights and all that are obviously better. And that's the, I feel like the classic example of, um, you know, having to eat more is, um, being able to enjoy those types of events more. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it ultimately makes you happier and healthier and we get more sex and there's way less breakdowns and panics. And then I think we have a stronger bond just because we sort of kind of like overcame something together but i also want to just point out that um you know 99 of it was all your work mm-hmm. but i just feel like i went through it with you just like as your husband so that in the end makes us you know closer and i do feel closer to you and i think also um raising a baby now like or going through pregnancy now is making me feel that even more so i just think that those are all oh really positives. Yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess like the more sex one was for the guys. Like, um, <laughs> well, it's for the girls too. We're really for the sad that too. we don't want to have sex. Yeah, so you definitely will feel like it more in the mood, and um, like just 
being honest, like sometimes it's like, you know, it, it gets hard if you have sex less and you like, you try more, but if you know, the girl's not feeling like it or something, then it just like, and this goes both ways where you start asking less because you don't want to get turned down anymore or something like that. Like, and so it's just like very real, but that, that gets better. And so eating more to get your cycle back and like your body's not working how it should like that's huge like of course there's gonna be yeah. these, these other and you know crazy effects of that so um yeah a lot of people we, we kind of feel like we just don't have sex anymore because we're broken and mm. because we're older now and it's just not exciting and it's not that good anyway um but really when you have ha it's just really dry and tight in there and it's really painful so we think we're like why would anyone ever want to do this and it we just like don't want to be touched and we're tired and we're moody and the thought of it is it sucks yeah. and it also makes us really sad that we that we don't want to do it well i would feel like i wasn't turning you on enough as well like you know, like at, at least in the beginning when I didn't understand, like, you know, like I, I have not been with a girl who had HA before. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, what am I? I, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, but it's it's absolutely like it, it, when when somebody's, you know, not when the body is not working how it should, like, um, you know, it makes total sense. And it's not. It's not really you and it's not me. It's just... It's the HA. It's the HA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, any closing thought to any men that have been forced to listen to this? Yes. <laughs> um, the first thing is... I don't know if it's the biggest one, but... Um, when your girl says that she needs to gain weight, it does not mean that she's going to become obese. Yes. Thank you. That is the, that one gets me the most. And so it's just like, don't be a dick. That's not what it means. And if, if she has to gain 10 pounds or more, like you'll most likely not really notice like 10 pounds. I, it sounds like a lot. And it's this number that people are like, Oh, I gained 10 pounds. But I don't think that it's really a whole lot. Like some of it's going to go to the boobs. Some of it will go to the <laughs> boobs. Um, and and when they say they need to gain weight, like it doesn't mean that I need to start eating Big Macs now. Like it's like you, you're still eating. You should still be eating healthy and good choice foods. You just need to eat more of that and eating more like whole foods and all that stuff is great. Um, be prepared to have the same conversations around food um, yeah. for a very long time, and. Um, make sure they hit their calorie goals, uh, and, and if they complain, ask them to, to track and, and check themselves and go through, you know, like if that's something that they can be doing. Yeah. Yeah. I I just mean like, okay, if you, you know, you're, you had a hard time today, like track your food tomorrow and see what you hit just to like, I, I just really believe that that will, um, that's physical, like actual proof that you're not eating enough and which i can also imagine everyone's like super analytical partner being like this is you must track the you need the data right (laughs) we need the data boo (laughs) um 
uh, and when um, they uh, when the uh, when you do get your period back, <laughs> um, <laughs> words words yeah. Um, tracking your cycle is still um, can mean like guaranteed condomless sex. Mm-hmm. Very because positive. Because you you know yeah just like just you know like right now um, if someone can't get pregnant but I, I like if it's a big deal to some people for like having sex without a condom and you know I'm I'm sure most people are probably doing this to try to get pregnant but some girls probably just want to get their cycle back uh-huh. so for the guys um, you know if she's tracking her cycle and because she's got her period back you can have condomless sex without worrying about getting pregnant <laughs> something in it for everyone i was trying to make a positive like a big positive no that's a big positive yeah. we also don't want to sit and wait for you guys to put that thing on sure yeah no <laughs> nobody does um this has probably been the girl's probably been years of pushing too hard um so you need to be patient because it could take many months or a year or more um and the girl's doing a lot so um you know and once she gets her period back, if she then gets pregnant, like she's going to be doing most of that work as well. So it's like, you know, there's going to be a few years of a lot of hard work from your lady. So like be patient and be supportive and be proud. Mm-hmm. Um, she's trying to eventually carry your baby. So like, I just feel like, like that maybe goes unrecognized a whole lot. It's like, that's the that, that's like the ultimate goal, right? Like you For want your body people. to get back, yeah, but you want to get pregnant and have a family and stuff. And so this is really like you have to want to do this, and you have to make the decisions on eating and exercising, all these things that are going against years of what you've been doing. The opposite of that's a lot of work, and that's really hard discipline. So, um, uh, and the last thing is. Um, observe the Icelandic tradition as well so that you can name your baby um, blank daughter or son. What, whatever your name is yeah. and then daughter or son on the end. Yeah, and it's spelled cool too. It's like D-O-T-T-I-R or something like that. Maybe we'll have some. I feel like this podcast ranks in the top 100 in Iceland somewhere. Ah, yes. <laughs> My reply. Love it. Yeah, and that just makes me think like, it feels like a really slow process. And even for us going through it, we feel like we're not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. But it's really worth it at the end. I feel like it probably from start to finish. I'm never finished, you know, but mm-hmm. f- from start to where I am now was like three years or something. Yeah. And think how many years you were pushing yourself mm-hmm. as hard as you were and and working out harder and eating less and whatever else everyone's done. Like, I'm sure it's not just like, it's a problem because you've been doing something um, against what your body wants, I guess, for for years. So it will take that amount of time as well. Just like healing anything, like mm. long term, like that. Um, so you just really have to be patient and and you know don't give up hope. Like we definitely had highs and lows and celebrated the um, you know when you did have some sign of a, a cycle back and um, but then it didn't come the next month. Like. You, you kept going. You didn't give up. So. Yeah. And now you're pregnant. Woo! Thanks. Yeah. Um, and then bonus question because girls ask me all the time. Mm. Are you excited about having a baby? I'm so excited. Mm. I am waiting to feel nervous and scared, but I'm still just pumped mm. like I got this, <laughs> which 
I feel is just totally false feeling, but I'm I'm running like like I don't care just fast as I can towards like this is gonna be easy. I, I'm not saying it's gonna be easy. I know it's not gonna be, but <laughs> when I think about it, I'm just pumped and hyped, and I can't wait to have a baby. Cool with you. Thanks. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Jacob Davis. You are welcome, my wife Danielle. <laughs> I hope this was helpful. And I'll see all of you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.